0: Any news today,
1: Tito, at all? (laughs) (laughs) Dang, Rosie, (laughs) that's your job. This is the Rosie Report. The next round's on Rosie, and we'll read his credit card number here just a moment. Regular season roundup. Catch it, Rosie!
0: Nicely done, Rosebud. Now, here's Jim Rosenhaus.
1: Welcome in, everybody. It's another edition of the Rosie Report, regular season roundup. Jim Rosenhouse along with you for episode number 52. And if you're regular listeners of the podcast, you know that we play the numbers game. Former Indians who wore 52. Currently, it belongs to Nick Sandlin not too long ago. Mike Clevenger and continuing the fine pitching tradition, perhaps the greatest to wear 52 in recent, Indians vintage C.C. Sabathia, a Cy Young award winner for the tribe. Just some of the 52s, John Farrell as well, uh, many years ago. But uh, 52 worn proudly by several former Indians pitchers. Indians coming off a loss on Thursday night against the Houston Astros. A raucous crowd at the ballpark saw the Astros win at 7-2, to a game where the Indians were up early but saw a turn in the fifth inning when Jose Altuve, who was booed just mercilessly throughout the game, he came through with a grand slam, and that turned the game around, and the Astros went on to the 7-2 win. A little bit later on in the podcast, we'll hear from James Harris, get an update on some of the young prospects out in Arizona for the Indians on the farm report. But first, Terry Francona weighs in on last night's events at the ballpark.
0: Tito, what would you uh, think of Mejia tonight?
2: Early on, I mean, until the inning where they scored their, their runs, I, th- I thought he was really good. Um, he he, he, threw the, you know, he threw strikes and he hit not back down. He got a, I think, you know, he got away with a couple breaking balls that maybe like with Altuve that he popped up. And then later in the inning, he, he threw him one. And Hedgy was, I know, sitting way outside. And it kind of, it was down, but it was probably down the middle. You know, we we. It's it's a it's not a very good inning in a lot of ways. You know, we start out when it looks like a nice harmless first first hitter out, and then we get a quick walk, and they try to give us an out with a bunt, and we don't take it. Um, it just it kind of spiraled, and that 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 hurts. And the, go ahead, Zach.
3: You anything on Eddie Rosario?
2: Eddie. Um, was cramping up in his abdominal area, and we, you know, just kind of out of an abundance of caution, we sent him over to get an MRI just to, you know, the last thing we want to do is let somebody take a big swing, and and it's more than a cramp. So we haven't – he's still over there now. We should get some some information later tonight. On that bunt, was that just Harold maybe getting ahead of himself or – Probably just should have gone to first, or I'm asking. I should ask, rather. Wait, who in that in that or Mejia? I'm sorry, but well, Hedgie was yelling third, and he was yelling aggressively, which 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 is good. I just, he just I think JC got his body a little tangled up, and and got himself in no man's land where he couldn't go either way. You know, is, is that just part of a, a young pitcher, you know, with with the fly ball to right field to start that that inning, just kind of having to learn how to pitch over something like that and or pitch around it and, and kind of just get refocused? Well, I don't know if it's – I think, I mean, you can chalk up a lot of stuff to youth, and I think that certainly could be. But, I mean, I think it's probably all pitchers or, you know, you can – that's something that guys have to – you know the, the better they do of limiting damage, obviously the better you, you chance you have to win. Um, again, we try to take every experience we have and get better and try to learn. You know that's the one thing we've really been kind of hitting our young guys with is you know we know things are going to happen. Let's just let's just get better. Not you know let's make sure we improve and we understand why things happen. Did, did Harold not pick that ball up, or was it just... No, he broke back,
1: and uh, he, he, he he broke back. That's Tribe manager Terry Francona talking about a 7-2 to Astros victory over the Tribe in the opener of that four-game series. Well, each week we visit with James Harris. He's the Indians' vice president of player personnel, the farm director, as it were, and this week we talk... Arizona Complex League. That's the former Arizona Summer League. Minor League Baseball reorganized heading into this season coming out of the COVID shutdown a year ago. And uh, it's still uh, a lot of the youngest players in every team's organization getting their feet wet in game situations at the professional level. And it's no different for the Indians. Their Arizona Complex League team based in Goodyear. And James brings us up to date on some of the good things happening out there at the youngest level of the Indians farm system. James, you were saying earlier that uh, you kind of get the same things accomplished out in Arizona this year, even with the realignment with your short season club there that uh, you have in the past.
3: Absolutely. Um, We get to play games. Those games are played at night. It's Arizona, so it's really hot. Um, And yeah, you get to play some, some good competition against other teams.
1: And it's a lot of first-time professional players, uh, most notably, uh, if we want to get right to it, on, on position player side, Carson Tucker, last year's top pick for the Indians, Milan Tolentino, another uh, top draft pick a year ago. And uh, how exciting is it from the, the development standpoint to finally see these kids uh, playing competition against other teams?
3: It's extremely exciting because, I mean, those players were drafted a year ago. We didn't have... Organized, complex-level ball last year. So this is this is really their first organized opportunity to play after being after training for a full year. So we're excited to get them out there.
1: And with someone like a Carson Tucker, uh, he's gone through his paces uh, leading into the games being played. How much work was there done in terms of a semi-normal spring training for them to to build up to this?
3: Yeah, he's been working for about a year. Uh, and his brother's a big leaguer as well, so and he comes from a baseball family. So there's been quite a bit of work. If you work backwards from now, you had extended, you had spring training, you had some off-season programs. We did a fall season um, last year, so he's had quite a bit of work leading into this this first official season.
1: And what are some of the takeaways as you get to know him a little bit better? I know obviously the scouts get to know him uh, pre-draft and. And you try and do the best you can there. But now that he's in your system, what are some of the takeaways that that you have from him very early on in his pro career?
3: Came in physically prepared. He's a hard worker, loves the game, does it with a smile on his face, athletic guy um, who puts the bat on the ball. So we're excited to. So now that the Bullets are live, we're excited to get him out there and and kind of see what happens in, in game situations.
1: Another interesting name out there is Isaiah Green, who's one of the players that came back in the big offseason deal with the New York Mets. And uh, what are, are the early impressions of Green as you get to know him a little bit better, someone outside the organization coming in new?
3: Yeah, it, it, it was great to get him and, and kind of get to know him and see, see who he was as a person and the types of things that he's working on. But very similar to Carson Tucker, is a, a mature guy, but both of those guys came out of high school, but mature Physically, who hadn't played a lot of baseball. So our goal is to, to bring him in, have him run around in the outfield, help him defensively, and and have him see live pitching, which is what we're hoping to do.
1: Another interesting name is Alonzo Richardson, who uh, actually listed on the roster as an infielder. But you're mentioning it, and maybe this is, is kind of what that Arizona team can be for for certain players. You want to look at him as a pitcher. What's going on there, and and, and what led you down that path?
3: Yeah, it's it's interesting because there's not a lot of players in pro ball right now that that are two-way players, meaning that they hit and play a position as well as pitch. Um, And Otani is probably making that a little bit more popular for the younger generation. But this particular player was drafted as a two-way player, was someone who we're going to let play in the infield and someone that we're, we're going to also have pitch. And it's not just pitch. It's like We think that he has a future as a pitcher. So we're focusing more on pitching this season, and then we'll see where the infield part takes him
1: kind of fun to 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 have someone in your organization like that just to to kind of figure out how it all fits together to make him the best he can be and see where it goes.
3: Absolutely. And uh I mean it, it can be done and he's a, he's a good player so we're we're looking forward to see what it looks like.
1: On the pitching front, um uh, a couple of names maybe on on the older side. Cody Morris and Adam Scott, a, a little bit older for that level of play uh, what do you have on them in terms of what they're coming back from and and how close are they to, to maybe going out to a full season club
3: yeah both guys were, were injured as we were coming in, in the, into spring training and if they were healthy they would definitely be at full season clubs but not having them at full season clubs right now we we're trying to build them up so that's what they're doing that now down, down in Arizona and we're hoping to get them back somewhere probably around Akron in, in the next week to 10 days
1: Stay with us. We'll have more with James Harris after this short break. Welcome back to Indians Warm-Up. James Harris joining us, Indians Vice President of Player Development. A couple more items on the uh, the Arizona team at uh, the very lowest level of the Indians minor league system in the States. Uh, James, a lot in the news about the the hot weather, which it always is out in Arizona, but maybe this year even warmer than normal. Uh, how do you help the kids get through uh some of those days where it is really maybe unbearable almost and uh, make sure they can still play baseball and get their good work done.
3: Yeah. There's no question about how hot it is in Arizona. I mean, it can be as as high as 115 degrees um, around three o'clock. And that's one of the reasons why a majority of the games are played at night. So games start around six o'clock at night. Uh, They go through the night, sometimes seven o'clock or later um, just to kind of let the sun go down a little bit, but still at game time, still near hundred degrees. We hydrate them. We, we feed them. We make sure we get good sleep. We, we, we try to avoid the, the hottest part of the day to
1: help these players continue to develop not a, not an easy task i'm sure and uh, jerry owens is is managing that ball club and you've had some some great player development people in that role in the past talking about like a, um, an anthony madrano or a dennis malave and uh, what does jerry bring to that role in this his first season looking at that club
3: so jerry's in the same mode of a madrano or a malave where he really cares about the development of the young players and not just what's happening on the field but Thinking through the game from a fundamental standpoint, building things off the field from a life skill standpoint, and just teaching these young players what being a pro is about. If you look at the roster, a majority of these guys are either drafted out of high school or going straight in or coming from Latin America, so they're 18 or 19 years old. Uh, Either way, it's a young player entering pro ball.
1: Thanks, as always, to James Harris for stopping by, filling us in with a farm report as uh, we take a look at uh, that lowest rung on the Indians' minor league ladder, the Arizona Complex League entry out in Goodyear. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report Regular Season Roundup. As always, thanks to Bart Swain, Courtberry Tripp, Austin Contrullis for their help on the show. I'm Jim Rosenhaus. Thanks so much for downloading and listening to the Rosie Report. This has been the Rosie Report.